Welcome to the Circle Sessions featuring the Circle of Experts. The Circle of Experts are Yasmin Robles from Robles Designs, Tanisha English Amamu of TJE Communications, and Don the Idea Guy. I'm Brett Johnson from Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants. Each week, one of the Circle of Experts joins me to talk about critical aspects of growing your podcast. We'll focus on marketing, social media, monetization, and website design and the implementation of all of these. Our featured expert this week is Yasmin. Yasmin works alongside clients to design a website that's driven by strategy, looks amazing, and that you can actually use to grow your business, and in this case, your podcast. Thanks for joining me again, Yasmin. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Well, we want to talk about how to choose a website designer, and, and there's never a bad time to talk about this, of course, but you know, when you finally realize, okay, yeah, I can't do this myself, but there is going to be a come a time when you want to interview somebody and, and you realize you can't do this, and I, I, I think it's a good opportunity right now to, you know, how to choose that website designer and the questions to ask them. So, I mean, let's start off with that first question that you suggested, you know, what kind of website are you building? Yeah. So just think about the kind of website that you are wanting to build out. So if, and in what kind of website it will be in a couple of years. So if right now it's just a landing page or a blog and later on you want to actually sell merch or have some way of creating a membership platform, think about this before you start just building out the website um, because it will dictate things like what platform, which I believe we've talked about before, but mm -hmm. what platform you want to uh, select for your website. So that could be Squarespace, Shopify, WordPress. Um, and are you open to shifting? So if you start out with something like Squarespace, are you open to shifting over to Shopify if you now you want to sell more merch? Um, and then really, what type of site is it again? Like, is it e-commerce, a service-based business um, with a, a podcast? Or is it a blog that has a podcast? And so how heavy will you be focusing on the blog or the podcast or your services? And that will dictate as well as the platform and who you go to for the services. Um, and then what will be, how will you be phasing that website? So for example, some clients, they just want the whole package, right? Start out like right when they start, they want the whole entire thing built out and others can phase it in. So they soft launch. And this could mean again, starting out with a blog, which on WordPress would be fine. And then if they want to expand to a membership site, it could be added on later. They could start with a landing page on Squarespace and then build it out from there. But really you want to know really in specifics of what kind of website are you building? Is this in addition to your business or will this website encompass everything that you are now creating? And is it going to be a soft launch versus a hard launch? Um, and then what platforms are out there that can support you? Yeah, I think uh, just an idea came to me. We do need to dive into this a bit more, but not in this episode, is looking at the e-commerce website and how to develop that out and even the resources to supply that e-commerce website with stuff you want to sell. And, and I know you deal with a lot of uh, businesses that have that e-commerce side and maybe some examples. We'll, we'll, again, that's a future episode, but I think that makes a big difference. Yeah, you want to sell stuff around your podcast, but but then, okay, great, you have coffee mugs. How do you do it? <laughs> Where do yeah. you get those coffee mugs? How, is it just in time production or are you buying boxes of it? You know, I, I think there are some best practices with that. And we'll, we'll go into that later. It's not really for this episode, but I think it's something – as you're thinking about that, that's probably a point to be thinking about right now as you're interviewing that website designer too is how am I going to do this? Are you you know, grasping reality <laughs> on how to do an e-commerce site <laughs> to sell things too? 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think another good question is what's important to you? You, you know, every website has a different look and i guess it comes mm-hmm. down to how do you decide that look uh, and and obviously you pull it out of the client but boy there for every person there's a design <laughs> yeah yeah so the way i think about this is we all have our style so if you go to the museum every artist has their style their their specific way of painting and you can usually tell who the artist is by that style, even if they were in the same era. And so website designers are no different. And we have the stuff that we love to create. So some of it may be really feminine. Other aesthetics might be really moody or dark. And others will be really heavy on the widgets that come flying flying in and all the JavaScript and everything that's happening on the site. So really think about what's important to you when it comes to your website. There are, I break it down into like three different buckets. So aesthetics, it's like the way everything looks. So a beautiful website, which I've seen, a beautiful website can be an incredibly awe-inspiring style, but in, uh, underneath it, it would need some help with actual strategy and the user journey and functionality and maybe things kind of break apart once you start scrolling. So, but aesthetics, aesthetically, it is a very beautiful site. There's ones that are more focused on strategy. And this means that you did a heck of a, a heck of a ton of research on the user experience. Maybe you went and uh, surveyed people. You could have really might already have launched a website and you're looking at the statistics and seeing what people are doing on this site, looking at what your competitors are doing. So that's more strategy focused. And then development is again, those like crazy things that you want to happen on the website that require a developer to come in and make it happen for you. So in these three buckets, you can break it down um, even further. So especially aesthetics, again, somebody could be really into the feminine style versus, and while you are really more into the masculine style website um, style, if you want to call it. Um, So really figuring out what's important to you. So if you're starting out, like let's say you're a blank slate, and you just want it to look really nice and you want you don't want a lot of functionality but what is there you want it to look nice function properly and just kind of do its job while you're building out your podcast and your audience then you might lean more towards the the designer that can do the aesthetics and can work with let's say a squarespace platform the next level up would be if you're like okay great i've got my brand down my podcast is going amazing there's more people coming to the site i want to level this up and i want to go into a platform that can grow with me a bit better maybe wordpress would be the next step and now how can you create that and do you bring in a developer do you do more strategy work but your aesthetics are going to stay the same. Hopefully that makes a little bit of sense, but it's basically choosing what's important, the aesthetics, the strategy, or the amazing developer, because to be completely honest, not all agencies can do it all extremely well. Some of us are better at branding. Other ones of us are better at hardcore development. And that's where our jam is, what we love to do. And it's hard to steer in other directions. Mm. So it really isn't a negative necessarily to jump from one designer to another over time. If that, oh, no. if that, if that one designer is what you want at that time, but they just can't mm-hmm. handle the next phase. Don't mm-hmm. be, don't be afraid to say bye-bye. You're saying? Yeah, no, no. Don't be afraid to say, yeah. and it's not as a designer. I don't take it personally mm-hmm. when somebody says, Hey, I've got this thing I want to do. And I say, you know what? 
that is just not something that we do, especially if it's very custom development. I say, you know what, we we can do it. It's just not what we are really the best at. Um, or if they just want this very particular style aesthetic and we cannot provide that that's not really what our excites us then usually we steer them to someone else so just as an example we we can do logos we can do branding um and we have done some we're actually working on some that are i'm really excited about for launch but if you are very heavy on the branding, I can refer you to some of the of the greatest brand designers um, in the local area or nationally that can support you because that is something that will be important. And they and their packages would be amazing for you and they would help your brand. When it comes to them and website development, they might refer someone to me because they're not necessarily the best at creating a website or the strategy underneath it. So um, yeah, you can work with either multiple designers. So you can have a brand designer and have them work with a uh, website designer. You can go from one website designer to another one, depending on what your needs are. And that often happens. It's it's not rare. And as a designer, I never really see that as a bad thing. I see it as you growing your business. Mm-hmm. So I, I, the question that came to mind is maybe even at this stage is to really understand the limitations of the aesthetics that you're putting together. So when you realize the pain points of when you grow, so you recognize when you need to have a new look, a new uh, going from a uh, from you know from one to another, from one to WordPress or something like that. So is that a good stage right now to understand that that the growth pains to know this is all this is going to do for you, and the next step is this. So if you're starting out, I would say like you're completely blank slate. I would say, yes, put a focus on the very basics of branding. And so if you're working with a brand designer who happens to do simple websites, um, focus on the branding and really honing in on your voice, the voice of the brand, how you want the visual voice to really speak to people when they see it. And that brand designer will help you um, establish something that's really unique that can then co- go along with you as you grow your website. So even if you leave that brand designer and you go with it, um, someone else who can better develop a website, that brand can still be expanded upon and built upon because that foundation is there. Does that make sense? It does. <laughs> I guess my and, and this is a positive negative that I always bring to the pictures. I'm I'm a big picture person. I kind of look okay. I, I, this is what I want today, but in three years, will this work? And I, I guess I always look at it that way. Of how does this expand when? my business when my podcast is here now bigger and will what I have do the job and I, I guess it's that it's that question of do you ask it now or just kind of wait and know that you built the foundation that really anything you put together can be expanded and changed it's it's that's that's internet that's website design <laughs> it can be done yeah any good designer is going to whether brand designer or um, strategist or website designer they're going to ask you what you what your goals are in the next year in the next three years Mm -hmm. five and ten for your business if they don't i would search for someone who does ask you that or at least think about it yourself if you are diying it and if you say for example i'm starting a podcast but in three years i'd like to 
make sure that I can sell merch. And in a couple of years from then, I'd like to get some speaking engagements. I'd like to be, I'd like to start a membership uh, program. So now that as a website designer, I know that in five years, let's say you want to start that membership program, I'm probably going to put you on a platform where you don't necessarily have to change. So probably WordPress, where you can build it in there. If now, if you say I'm not tech tech savvy at all, I do not want to it built on my website, I'll put you on a simpler platform and then guide you say, hey, here are in the next three to five years, you can go to these platforms, they will help build out without any code this membership site. And you can expand your business that way. It's not necessarily that you're going to do it now. It's just kind of thinking about those goals and how they will dictate the decisions that you make right now. Kind of like people who say um, that they're manifesting. That's great that you have goals and you can repeat them, but break it down into actionable steps so that this year you know exactly where your podcast is heading, what marketing you're going to be doing for it, and how that website is going to support you. Well, you're also developing a team member, quote unquote. That, mm-hmm. You know that that that's going to help you grow where you want to be going as well too. So yeah. Um, so where else would that person talking to you should they be asking about support pieces that you sh- that a web developer should provide? Yeah. So make sure you ask them if they offer maintenance. This is for people, especially if you are not tech savvy at all or do not have the bandwidth, you're focusing on growing your podcast, your business, and don't have the time. Will they help maintain the website? And this means things like updating the plugins, updating the PHP. And I know this is kind of jargony, but just updating things uh, in the back end of the website, making sure it's backed up. And is do they offer an ongoing package or do you have to tap them every time you need this done? Then ask them if they offer marketing. So for example, if you know that you will forget to do anything for social media or you need support with newsletter creation, do they offer some kind of support for that? And usually maintenance for a website and the marketing are completely different packages. So just ask them how they can combine those two if they do offer both together. Paid media is somewhere, something that you might have to think about later on. But ask them if they can support you with creating ads on Google or Instagram and all of the other social media platforms out there. And if they do, what kind of support is it? So do they manage the whole start to end process of paid media or do they just turn things on and off for you? There are always pros and cons for using the same agency for these types of support support systems. For example, one of the cons is that no agency that I have ever run across is an expert at everything. Even our agency, it's we're not experts at everything. We do not offer paid media because although we can turn on an ad, it's not necessarily, it doesn't mean that we know exactly what's going on under the hood. So and it, it's really difficult for an agency a small agency, especially to be an expert at everything and everything out there when it comes to marketing. So just keep that in mind when they are offering you these packages of maintenance of marketing, paid media, they do this, they do that, they offer you the world, ask them where their jam is, what is it that they truly excel at, because it could be that they excel at SEO, but their websites don't look as a appealing as your competitors, but the SEO could actually support in building your business even further than that of your competitors. Just ask them what their what their jam is, where their where their knowledge is located, and think about these extras that they are offering you. 
But yeah, don't believe that an agency can do it all. Even the ones that I happen to have a crush on, the agencies that I always look up to as like the ultimate people I want to be, they also have gaps in their their systems and they're still doing great. They're kicking butt. They're um, they're doing great job, a great job at what they're excelling at. And they offer some maintenance and marketing, but it's not necessarily the best. And you can always go to an agency that focuses just on that. So let's take a look at questions to ask before you sign on, and we'll put these in the show notes. But I, the the, the eight that you put here are great, and I, I I want them to be verbalized by you. But we'll we'll put them in the show notes too. But let's go over those questions you got to ask before you sign on. Yeah. So if there are any other questions um, after we say these, let me know, or people can message me. But I'll just run through them and kind of give my take on each one. The first question is, will there be support after launch? And we kind of talked about this a little bit. If, for example, you are on a WordPress platform and it needs to be updated, will they do that? Do they have a package, a monthly package? What do they exactly do they support with? So after launch, how do you get support? Will there be a live training session or some kind of pre-recorded session on how to use your platform? As a solo entrepreneur, if you're starting up your podcast, your business, and now you have this website and you have no idea how to use the platform, do they offer some kind of training, some kind of, if it's, is it live training? Is it pre-recorded trainings where you can go in and kind of browse through in, at, whenever you have time? Ask them if they have that because you don't want to be just kind of launching your website and then left alone out in the wild trying to figure things out on your own. And then how often are we meeting while we build out my website? So when you ask this, it basically means that, yes, you have signed on, you have given a deposit, and you're excited about building your website, but how often are you guys going to be talking? Are you? Is it a weekly chat throughout the process? Is it every other day? Is it just ad hoc whenever you guys need to provide feedback? Ask them if there will be communication in between. And then ask how much work do I have to do or schedule in for this project? And this means work on you, right? So if you are the business owner, you're probably going to need to provide maybe some photography, some copy, and how much of this is needed. Because I know as a website designer, when I give people their homework and I say, hey, I need copy for the about page, the home page, the contact page, it can be a little overwhelming. So just ask that outright and say, how many hours do you expect me to work on my website for the content that you need? And that way you're not really surprised and you can kind of schedule it in, maybe even trickle it to your designer so that it's not overwhelming for you. Ask how many revisions do you get? So some designers um, offer, for example, three or two revision max. I don't have never really had an issue with the number of revisions in the past, knock on wood, but um, ask how many revisions because there could be a limit. So, and how are those revisions really counted? So is it like you provide feedback on one round, all in one document, and then they make those revisions and that counts as one? Or do you give multiple revisions over a week and that counts as one phase of, of revisions? Ask them how they count the revisions and what the max is, because what, the worst thing that can happen is that there's a two revision maximum and you have gone up to the two and your site is still not where you want it to be. And that's it. That's your contract is done. So ask how many revisions you get. Then ask 
what happens if I get sick or have to pause a project? Most designers that I know, although depending on their con- what their contract says, they will just pause a project as long as you let them know. And then they will t- tell you, hey, give me a month or two weeks heads up when you want to restart the project. You want to know this because things happen in life. It's happened to my, especially with COVID, it happened with my clients. People unfortunately passed away or kids got sick. Uh, People went on vacation or there was one client who had a surprise vacation. And so you want to understand what happens when there is a break in between and you cannot provide feedback on the website. What will that designer do? Will there be a fee? Can they easily pause it? What, how soon can you restart the project? And then how do we communicate? Does the designer like to communicate via email, via Asana, which is a project management system? Do they have some other system that they like to use to communicate feedback in? If you have a question, can you just give them a call? I would suggest to stick, even if they say you can text me or call me, stick to you know, nine to five hours, business hours, because it's annoying to sometimes get calls from your client. You love your clients, but you don't want to get a call or a text at like on Friday night at 8 p.m., right? When you're with your family. So how do we communicate and what times do we get to communicate with each other? And then how do I provide feedback? This one is, I think, is the most important one because you want to make sure that they are documenting that feedback. I use a couple of different systems, whether it is one system is called markup where people click and can provide feedback that way. Others um, use documents. So just a, a word document for each phase of feedback and they can put their feedback in there. And it's almost like a checklist where I can go in and scratch off everything that's been done. So it depends on the comfort level, but how do we provide feedback? And that way, you know that the feedback is documented. You can go back and check if you provided the wrong feedback or if it was accidentally looked over by the designer. And that way you're communicating everything that needs to be done on your website. Excellent. Yeah, I'm sure there are other questions to go over, but I love those top eight. I mean, the one that really gets me is how many revisions do I get? That You brought us some really good points about how that's scoped out. And all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, I only got to change this twice. You're, I'm getting charged again. So I, I, yeah, that, that one really stuck out to me. It's like, whoa, yeah, that's important <laughs> beyond everything else. But everything else, most of it, you know, the, it's a communication and feedback feed into that too a little bit. So yeah, that's amazing. Um, that's a ton of information in this, in this episode for listener. Um, and most of it's going to be on our podcast show notes, but how else can they get a hold of you and, and what can they get by going to your website? Yeah, so they can reach, uh, they can ask me anything on Instagram at Robles Design Studio. I'm also on TikTok at Robles Design Studio. But if you really want to get a hold of me and make sure that you are top of my mind, uh, go to my contact page at RoblesDesigns.com and just send me your questions. I'm more than happy to even review your website and just give you my five-minute take on what you've done so far. And then if you do want a freebie, which we all do, we all want more freebies, especially with inflation, um, go to RoblesDesigns.com slash checklist. And that way you can download load a free checklist that you can review your against your website and literally check off everything that your website needs, making sure that if you are already having it built out, do you have everything that uh, that you need? Or if you are planning in the future of building out your website finally in 2023, then now you have a little roadmap of what you get to achieve. 
Okay, that sounds great. Well, again, thanks, Yasmin. You know, thanks for joining me on this episode. We'll be talking again and, and as we continue with this series about websites as a part of the Circle of Experts. And thank you, listener, for joining us on the Circle Sessions. 